0: Grateful always for the opportunity to be able to uh, bring to you some thoughts from the Word of God, and I trust that today, as we as we try to do that, that we will all we will all be blessed uh, as a result of our being together today. I do have an no outline of uh, the lesson today. Um, Decided that I didn't want to be presumptuous and hand out the outlines to everybody because maybe you don't want one But if you want one They're on the table in the foyer and so you could pick one up after service this morning and You could give them some perusal At a later date as well Most of us are familiar with a fellow by the name of Walt Disney. Um, we know that he became famous with the idea of, of wonder and make-believe. And, um, and so much of his fame was as a result of uh, you know, the what-if. let people's minds wonder about the possibilities. I have an article that I want to share with you as we begin this morning, entitled, What If? What if God couldn't take time to bless us today because we couldn't take time to to thank Him for yesterday? What if God decided to stop lending us tomorrow because we didn't follow him today? What if God didn't walk with us today because we failed to recognize it as his day? What if we never saw another flower bloom because we griped when God sent the rain? What if God stopped loving and caring for us? because we failed to love and care for others. What if God took the Bible away today, or took took the Bible away tomorrow because we would not read it today? What if God took away his message because we failed to listen to his messenger? Someone died and left you a fortune, and I suppose that all of us, when we think about that that statement, we, alf- we often let our minds go to things that are material in nature. We might think of property or money, or we might think of the word prosperity. And all of those things have to do with, with dollars. This morning, we have already had the opportunity to remember the sacrifice of Christ as we partook of the emblems and as Russ led us in that this morning. And so this morning I want us to think about that sacrifice. Because you see, somebody did die. And truly did leave you and I a fortune. Well, what does the fortune consist of? Well, there are a variety of things that... um, It provides for you and me. From the passage that Dennis read to us from Romans chapter 8, and just noticing the two verses, verses 16 and 17, this this is what Paul says. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. If you and I are an heir, it means that we are part of the family. And if we're not part of the family, then we're not an heir. And so that becomes rather rather serious for us to consider. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, Paul in writing to the Galatian Christian says, And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring and heirs according to promise. First Peter, in chapter 2 of, I got the wrong one here, in chapter 3 and verse 7. You husbands likewise live with your wives in an understanding way. As with a weaker vessel, since she is a woman, and grant her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So one of the ingredients of the fortune that we receive because someone died is we get to be an heir. I guess that concept, that concept became a whole lot maybe clearer to me or, or I became more appreciative of it as I think about it. Most of you know that I have a chosen brother by the name of Lloyd Jacobs. My parents took him into our house, to our family, when I was just a little guy. Three years old. I can't remember him not being part of our family. He never took our name, but he was part of our family. And when my mom and dad died and when we opened the will and my brother and I were executors of that will and we opened the will and began to read my parents' wishes, the little bit that they had to divide amongst the family, Lloyd was included with the rest of us because he was part of the family. I want to encourage you this morning as you think about that and as you think about the air that we position that we have in Christ value your position in the family and of course it's interesting as well as we look to scripture that uh, there are a number of things that remind us Again, of the riches. The riches that we have in Christ. And so we're going to go to Paul's letter to the Colossians. And we're going to notice a few passages uh, from his letter. Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 9. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in your knowledge of God, strengthening with all power according to His glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light for he delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins verse 27 of chapter 1 to whom God Will to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory chapter 2 beginning at verse 2 that their hearts may be encouraged having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's m- mystery, that is Christ Himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures, wisdom, and of knowledge. And so we're reminded that as an heir as somebody who who died for us we have riches (coughs) we also have something else that uh, is is significant for us to uh, to appreciate and that comes to us from the words of Paul in Romans chapter 8 and verses 38 and 39. He says, For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, or depth, or any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The values of the love of God we can also be reminded of the reconciliation that we have and the atonement that is ours as a result of this divine sacrifice that we have remembered this morning and so some passages to remind us of those things would be Romans chapter 3 in verses 23 through 26 for all of sinned and fallen short of the glory of God being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith that was to demonstrate his righteousness because in the forbearance of God He passed over the sins previously committed. For the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verse 10 and 11. For if while we were enemies we are reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have received the reconciliation. second Corinthians chapter 5 verses 18 and 19 now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Time does not allow us this morning to look at all of the things that would be could be summed up in the fortune that is ours because Christ died on the cross. But I want you to think for a minute about some of these things. Think about forgiveness of sin. Think of the power in that. Think about the hope that we have in Christ. And maybe even contemplate for a moment the value we have in His Word. Sometimes we, because because we have so many of them, you know, we have so many files, really, and the availability of different translations on the on the little devices that we some of you carry around. <laughs> if you if you consider. Word of God is being part of the fortune. But I guess the... The thing that we look forward to is great anticipation because we have lots of questions about it, is really the final part of that fortune, and that's eternal life. And so I would like to share with you some passages in regard to the eternal life. Romans chapter 6 and verses 22 and 23 Paul says but now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God you derive your benefit resulting in sanctification and the outcome eternal life for the wages of sin is death But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. First Peter, chapter one, beginning at verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled and will not fade away reserved in heaven for you who are protected by the power of God Through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time. In this we greatly rejoice, even though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. That the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even through the tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor. the revelation of Jesus Christ and though you have not seen him you love him and though you do not see him now you believe in him and greatly rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory obtaining as the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls Letters of John. Chapter 5. And beginning at verse 11. And reading through 12. Well, I'm going to read through 13. And the witness is this. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son does not have the life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God in order that you may know that you have eternal life. Just... Three passages to remind us of this fortune that is ours, because somebody died for us, and that's eternal life. And so, to conclude this morning, I want to read again from Paul's letter this time from his letter to the Philippian Christians in chapter 2 beginning at verse 12 so then my beloved just as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. We should be thankful to God that someone died and left you and I before